Hey, and welcome to Water, Water Everywhere, the podcast that's about water, salty and fresh. My name is Lila Glansberg. I'm a marine scientist and captain and one of the hosts of this podcast. And I'm the other host, Carly Binghouse. I'm a hydrologist and a freaking water nerd. Freaking water nerd. <laughs> Carly, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about um, the rise and fall of rainwater. I'm interested. Cue music. Should we get wet? <laughs> Let's dive in and um, get wet. y'all welcome back hey thanks it's been a little more than a week since we've last done this i know and again feels good to be back on track and talking to the water weirdos out there um how are you i'm good it's been a little more than a week that we've done this because i have been in class for like eight hours a day for the last three days so I'm a little tired, but I feel like my brain is so full of knowledge. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I had our friends were in town Jealous. last weekend. I know it was, we were all like really mad at you for <laughs> coming the weekend before. <laughs> yep. That's fair. All <laughs> and, valid. <laughs> and my sister is actually coming to town today to Saratoga. No way. Yeah. Today? Today. Whoa. With her, with her boo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's all cool. we'll say. <laughs> um, that's, she's flying in today. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That benefits you. It does. No, I'm excited. I still am like, just like shocked at the, the chances that you moved here and then your sister met a guy from there and yeah. 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 And your family happens to know. And my family family. is also from there. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a weird small small world, really. Yeah. But that's cool. I hope you're excited to see her. Is your mom going to come at all ever? She's come before. Yeah. She's come. Is she going to come this time or no? No. um, Because I'm going to see her in September. Um, That's right. Yeah. 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 When you have your like eight hour layover. Yes. (laughs) She planned a meal for. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She made the menu. (laughs) She made the menu. Yes. Uh, That's exciting. If I couldn't see you at any point during that, I'm going to try to, but. I mean, I'd probably not because like we're going to get in at 8 p.m., eat dinner and go to bed and then wake up at like 4 a.m. Well, not in Vegas, but when you go to the other places. Yeah. 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 Clean though. The big little. Um, is that what they call it? It's the biggest little city in the world. Is, is it big or little? Exactly. You tell me. <laughs> it's the biggest little city in the world. Wow. <laughs> I I don't know why they call it that. <laughs> That's what I'm it's trying just, to figure out. Yeah. You know how like there's a welcome to fabulous Las Vegas sign like on the yes. strip? They have a sign that says welcome to the biggest little city in the world. Like that, like that. So I'm like just, is it time. like, is it little city vibes, like small town vibes, but, but in a, bigger but a city. big city, bigger. Okay. It's not a big city. It, 
you'll have to go. And I have to go. And you're right. You have to eat an awful, awful, which is like a burger that's like, you know, local. Wait, awful, awful? Yeah. Okay. Because in Newport, Rhode Island, there is a place oh. where you can go get a milkshake that's called an awful, awful. Oh, okay. No, it's a burger. What? Don't, don't which, do what? not come for. I'm not coming. <laughs> Trust me. I'm not coming for your, your burgers. Is it, is it like a good burger or is it like yeah. a burger that's good because it's kind of bad, you know? No, it's a good burger. Okay. It's got How many burgers. Know, they have, it. I think it's two patties and they've got yeah. a special sauce, of course. And it's awful, just awful like sauce. a little greasy and good. And like, you can get it 24 seven. You get it in this like little dinky casino. Um, it's great. I love that. I am so confused that multiple people out there decided to call two very different foods. Awful, awfuls. I know. Crazy. Well, what's awful about the milkshake? <laughs> um, it's, it's really good. It's I don't, <laughs> milkshakes for me. I have to say, I'm not like a huge milkshake fan. I love them in concept, but every time I have one, I have like five sips and then I'm like it's too much. Right. And then, I, and then it's too much. And I have a stomach ache. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. And could it be our Jewish tummies can't handle lactose? Is that a thing? I think uh, it's a lactose issue. There's a running joke. Huh. That Jews... I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard this. Really? I guess that makes sense. There's really like no cheese in like Israeli food or other types of so Jewish it's not, food. It's not kosher. There's meat. Not kosher. There's not like a lot of different types of cheese in Israel. Oh yeah, no cheese. Yeah. So I'm probably not gonna. It's not um, kosher, Carly. God. <laughs> I was. But anyways, <laughs> who knows? I don't want to stereotype, um, my people. I guess any further. It's a tough one because we're a religion, but also <clears throat> a culture. A culture. Yeah. And then there was the creamery at Yotvata. Yes. I will say though, I can eat like cheese, sour cream, milk, whatever, but um, ice cream hurts my tummy sometimes. Yeah. And also Greek yogurt used to do it, but it seems like it doesn't anymore. But then I was informed that Greek yogurt doesn't actually really have any lactose in it. And so interesting. Something else with the yogurt, maybe interesting that I ate it first thing in the morning with a bunch of coffee. Yeah, that could do it. That gross. That's gross. Okay. Well, anyways, um, also I'm probably not going to put this video out cause I'm like laying like one of your French girls right now. I think it looks great, but I fully understand. <laughs> and I have fully like understand. under boob sweat also <laughs> at the same time. I'm like roasting in my bedroom cause I can't put the AC on cause of... <sighs> we want to keep the sound quality high at, at water, water everywhere. Carly is making big sacrifices for this podcast. I really am because so rate less- us five stars, please. Oh my God. Okay. That leads me to, um, I found out that <laughs> my oh, boyfriend, your face right now, my boyfriend has never listened, which is fine, but I caught him red handed. Cause I was, we were talking about it last night and he said that he's only heard the first episode. And then he was like, well, how, how can I even listen to it? I was like, if you've listened to it, then you would know how to listen to it. And obviously it's not that hard. Um, granted, he doesn't listen to any podcasts and he's not um, like a nerd about water like you and I. It's not really relevant to him, but he he does support us and he has his our sticker on his car. <laughs> 
and that's fair. We proud of me. <laughs> we are trying to reach a very specific audience, and yeah, your boyfriend not might not be it. a part of that audience. No, but I was like, at, uh, can you f- at least rate us? <laughs> like, yeah, I give us five stars. Like, listen to it and rate it. Share, copy, link. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. So you know, uh, no one's perfect. <laughs> that's the moral of this story and Carly's microphone just fell down and the reason why I'm like recording in my bed like this um is because where I recorded last week it was a little echoey so again we we want it to sound good you need like a fourth wall I feel like you're about to learn me some things (laughs) yeah Um, you know and I learned a couple new things as well on this journey Um, and that's what's important (laughs) yeah so I um, wanted to talk about this because recently a study by Stockholm University um, and scientists in Zurich from the ETH found that all rainwater on earth is unsafe to drink due to the levels of PFAs or toxic chemicals. PFAs are also known as forever chemicals, um, which sucks. (laughs) Forever chemicals. Yeah. They're, uh, per I'm going to, you know, I was going to guess you can go first. Well, I, I don't have to guess. Are you on the, on the pronunciation? I want to guess what PFA stands for. Okay. Do it. Uh, per fluoro. What would the A be? Acid. No, but you got most of it. It's per per, per and polyfluoro. Um, and I can never say this correctly. Alkyl. Al- How is it spelled? Out like alkyl. A-L-K-Y-L. <laughs> this is something that like I've read so much and like I know what it is, but like to... I don't have conversations with scientists often. I can't say it right. How is it spelled? Like alkyl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like alkyl. Polyfluoro um, alkyl. Look it up and tell me if I'm saying it right. Per and polyfluoro alkyl. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be alkyl. It's got it. What else, what would, else it would it be? <laughs> Come on. Thanks. Come on. What else is it going to be? Yeah. It's per and polyfluoro alkyl. Anyway, so that, that's why they're known as PFAs and not... <laughs> That. And we will be calling them PFAs. PFAs and PFBs, um, they're all in the same category of chemicals. They Is are banned. Balco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I Carly. I really can't do this to Carly because it throws her off, and I break. It really of does. And it's a problem, and I will stop. Um, I know, but I really like that joke. <laughs> it's great. Okay, okay. So, so anyways, um, PFAs are man-made hazardous chemicals that are spread globally in the atmosphere. As a result, they can be found in rainwater and snow, um, even in the most remote locations on earth. Um, what, what sucks about them is that they, the particles are so fine. It's basically like air and the way that they basically just enter the air cycle as air does. So they're constantly being cycled through the ocean and through the clouds, back down to the rain, into the rivers, into the groundwater, back into the ocean. And like, so we've known that this was a problem for a really long time, but this study just declared that we've reached a level that is now toxic to consume all rainwater on planet earth 
uh, which is shocking to me because, okay. and luckily here we're not drinking rainwater in a sense we are, but that rainwater is then treated and that's what comes out of our taps and whatnot. Right. There's a lot of places though. And a lot of people that like live less on we're gonna the grid. Get, we're going to get to that. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Love um, how, are you going to answer the question? Where did the PFAs come from? Yes. Okay. Then I'm, I'm ready. Keep going. <laughs> Let me just pop this over here. Okay. Ooh. We're going to get like this. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. So all PFAs are either extremely persistent in the environment or they break down into extremely persistent PFAs, which has earned them the nickname forever chemicals. Um, they've been used for decades in consumer products to make like non-stick and water resistant products. So that's in Scotch guard, you know, what you spray on your, your clothes to make them like stiff um teflon in your pan firefighting foam which isn't going away obviously metal plating heat water repellent products stain resistant fabrics carpets nonstick pans paints polishes waxes cleaning products and food packaging um oh everything everything up until um a couple decades ago pretty much contained pfas that in those categories but since they're forever chemicals, the there hasn't been a, a decline in the numbers of what we're seeing in, in rainwater specifically. Um, they also dissolve in water and combine with their chemical properties. It means traditional drinking water treatment technologies are not able to remove them. And the drinking, the, like we do remove most of them the processes in which you can remove them are more expensive and not so easy to treat a like really large quantity of water with. So like reverse osmosis is very common and it can remove like up to 90% of PFAs, but that's like on a smaller scale, like on a ship. Um, so it, this is all just going to be one big giant bummer. Um, um yeah. <laughs> so, so wait, okay. Can are we can we treat our water to remove them for us? Yes. That's kind of what you just said. Yeah. So this is, has been um hard to answer because all of the like official um drinking water stuff information comes through the EPA and they just talk about that. Yes, we do have these technologies. We do use them, but there's no like official thing saying that like this is exactly what we're doing to remove them. And like, obviously we know what's in our water. We test most urban areas. So we know what's there. And oftentimes, you know, they'll say that it doesn't exist in a large enough quantity to harm you. Like, obviously we're all still alive, but um, as we now know, PFAs cause cancer, um, learning behavioral problems in children, infertility, pregnancy complications, increased cholesterol and immune system problems. Wait, so PFAs can give children like ADHD. So I don't know specifically what, a, 
learning and behavioral problems. So maybe. Interesting. I know. I don't love the word problems, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Or I don't know. I've called them exceptionalities. Exceptionalities. Okay. We can do that. Yeah. We can be. I don't know where that stands either. Sure. We'll we'll stand for now. Anyway. Nicely here. Yeah. Um, But during the last 20 years, as I mentioned, guideline values for PFAs in drinking water, surface water, and soils have decreased dramatically due to new insights into their toxicity. So that basically the values for using them have decreased, but the existence of them have not. Um, The levels in environmental media, media meaning soil, water, air, um, are now above guidelines. Um, they persist at really high levels for a long period of time due to their ability to enter into natural cycles, like the transport of seawater to marine air by sea spray aerosols. Um, and that this was a quote from that, um, study that I was referencing earlier. Um, so now due to the global spread of PFAs, environmental media everywhere will exceed environmental quality guidelines designed to protect human health. And we can do very little to reduce the PFAs contamination. In other words, it makes sense to define a planetary boundary specifically for PFAs. And as we conclude in the paper, this boundary has now been exceeded. That's from Professor Martin Schringer, co-author mm-hmm. of the study. Um, so that's been established. That was pretty much what the study was getting at. Now, okay. as far as rainwater goes... Um, lots of places depend on rainwater harvesting to drink, um, because there's plenty of places and off-grid communities in the world, in developing countries where they don't, their homes are not connected to a pipe that's pumping water into a sink, you know? Right. And when you get into those issues, you get into so many other issues surrounding water, like not having any guidelines to treat water. And then you have people getting waterborne diseases and illnesses. And if you remember our very first episode, should I drink my tap water, um, before the, the safe drinking water act, um, 1970, 1972, I think, um, people were getting crazy, disgusting illnesses from drinking water because there were no guidelines. So that is still happening all over the world. Right. And a way for people to avoid stuff like that is to drink rainwater. And now you can't, or, you know, they're saying it's, it's not safe. So on top of not being able to drink other water you might have access to, you can now no longer drink the rainwater. Um, and I mean, even here, we, like I was mentioning earlier, we collect rainwater in this country as well for so many purposes. Um, yeah, we use them to, to recharge aquifers. Um, people uses it, you, you, people use it, um, you know, 
at home to water their gardens, to feed livestock. It's used for irrigation. Um, so, yeah, and then what are we irrigating? The vegetables that we're gonna eat or feed to exactly our livestock. Exactly. Okay, so what's gonna happen to me <laughs> or anyone? That's what they're saying. Is like right. Basically, that quote, that guy was like, we are so far past like having any sort of boundaries for PFAs and guidelines that like we're just kind of screwed at this point because they don't go away. Um, It's expensive to treat water with like a particle that fine, like as fine as an air particle. Um, And, you know, it's the rain goes on earth that's the ocean that's streams that's that's lakes that's the groundwater that's soil um good the only good news is that you don't need to worry about getting wet in the rain you just have to worry about consuming the rainwater well <laughs> so think about like all the times as a kid when you were like i'm going to catch the open rain my mouth on yeah. my tongue yeah and now you Moms can't and dads and other people that are in charge of children um are gonna have to be like don't don't do it <laughs> i don't know it's sorry a, it's I'm a like, huge bummer you're just again see people being like no word. don't open your mouth to catch the rain right or they just won't know about a problem like this unless they listen to the podcast but um yeah, sorry. I'm just like experiencing large bummer symptoms right now. <laughs> I know. Ah. Yeah, and like I, you know, I found an article about the importance of rainwater in places like South um Southeast Asia and East Africa um during periods of water shortages most people in those countries turn to rain-fed pots or cisterns as the alternative water supply. In Uganda, rainwater harvesting is widely practiced in most rural areas and is supported by both government and donor organizations promoting the practice. For many decades in Vietnam, rainwater harvesting has been widely used as a nature-based solution in rural areas aiming at good quality drinking water with low cost and little, little energy. Um, that's not true anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> the contaminated precipitation um, spreads PFAs around the environment where they can build up in plants, wildlife, and bodies of water. If rainwater enters a stream catchment system or aquifer that are used for drinking water, PFAs can be filtered out using um, high pressure membranes like nanomembranes and reverse osmosis. Okay. But so that's, really, really, really tiny ones. Yeah. So, but that's like suitable for smaller quantities of water, like a single household, a, you know, a ship, not a whole city. Um, there's two other treatment options that are more effective at treating like 99% of PFAs. Um, that's activated carbon and ion exchange treatments. Um, they're very expensive. So like, that's okay. just like not used say. widely. Um, and honestly, since this is kind of like a newer topic, that's like all of the like information that I have 
um i'm just like wondering what like the future looks like without safe rainwater like you said like you you're gonna have to tell your kid like don't like open your mouth um you know it's it like used to be a fun activity the idea of like having a rainwater catchment system in your home to like or like use that that to collect and like reuse it and like rain is so important to replenish our fresh drinking water supplies like that's the cycle <laughs> like that's where it comes that's from that's the water cycle that's the yeah thing. like so well even on top of that like i feel like safe drinking water is is um and we've talked about it a little bit before um but just like it's a, a privilege to have access to it and i feel like truly many people all of these all of these environmental injustices like disproportionately affect certain groups of people so much more right um and this is like it's something you know i'm probably always going to have access to clean water um and even if not you have the ability to buy um filtration right systems and and there's um so many uh, groups out there that will not be able to do it um even in this country it's just like yeah it, especially in this country um and so many other countries yeah it's i don't know that really sucks it sucks so bad uh, all all rain, how do you know how they found out like every single rainwater everywhere every single rain droplet everywhere is going to have water water everywhere mouse. water water uh, everywhere <laughs> that water water everywhere is actually unsafe now <laughs> yeah, <don't> no <laughs> um no i didn't um i only read like two art like the articles about the study i didn't read the actual study because as um, most scientists know um reading <laughs> studies <laughs> it's a lot and um i as someone it's really hard for me to read as well um, yeah yeah it takes the jargon you know and also just like it's not like, what my brain focuses on yeah no not at all um yeah and this is why we need more people studying science but, but anyway the, again this this isn't new information What's right new is saying that all the rainwater on planet earth it's like we knew this was kind of happening but we didn't realize like the amounts are like to the point where like you can, you shouldn't consume it anymore so i don't know what this means even for a developed country are we gonna up our practices are we gonna like change guidelines like what's going to happen and we all know that the government moves really slow Mm -hmm. like i talk about this all this time we still need to replace all of our lead pipes because like right (laughs) even that water isn't safe to drink for a completely different reason yeah we just yeah okay so to summarize pfas were just to make sure i got it all pfas were um they were used in a lot of different products back in the day, but then were since stopped in production of those products. Like you so, can't, like, p- products cannot be produced with PFAs or PFBs in them anymore. Kind of like how like DDT was used in a lot of pesticides. Right. And then Rachel Carson was like, Hey, this is hurting birds. And then everyone was like, Oh, okay. We'll stop. 
Although the original PFA chemicals used to make Teflon have been taken off the market, Teflon and other brands of nonstick cookware are still produced with new PFAs that may not be safer. So, oh God, any people do this is always what's happened. Um, but 3M, uh, the the company that you know, 3M, they I know three, I know 3M. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows 3M, right? Yeah, they make post its. Yeah, they make lots of stuff like that. They were like the large one of the largest producers of products with PFAs, and I know that they have stopped, like they have been phasing that out. But again, if they're doing just a different kind of PFA. That's so American. Um, just be like, no, we're just doing like, a no, new special new. kind. It's it's the crystal it's better Pepsi. for it's you. Not the same. Yeah, it's good for you. It's good for you. Drink it. Drink it so, all right now. So, ah! anyways, this is <laughs> okay. What? So there's new PFAs that are also probably terrible for the environment in some way, but the research has not been done, or they have been paying new. people to do research that agrees with what they yeah. want. Cause that's a whole other thing. It's like corporations, um, will find certain research companies, um, that will like re- right, research companies in big quotation marks that will produce data that helps the corporation. Oh, stop it. Sense. They're saying PFAs are in pizza boxes as well. Oh, so you're just, they're in pizza. Well, that's all of New York. So they've wiped out all of New York <laughs> and me. <laughs> oh no is are they still in pizza boxes because i didn't eat pizza in the 80s i wasn't around then so the group of pfas the per and poly fluoro yeah alkyl um it's a group of 4700 synthetic chemicals okay so that's a lot okay um say like chemicals like sometimes you just like toss an extra carbon on and then all of a sudden it's poisonous Whereas right. like, if it's like lacking one single molecule, maybe that, then that's like not a harmful chemical. Really yeah, know much they're about saying they can chemicals. still be found in pizza boxes, takeout containers, food packaging, electronics, dental floss. <laughs> they're just, like, we they're in everything. The effects of these things yet. Yeah. God. It's so crazy. Oh, and these the are, CDC. this is a carcinogen, right? Yeah, but not only that, it does a bunch of other stuff. It's not just okay. cancer. Um, the CDC found PFOA, one of the 4,700 chemicals, in the blood of 98% of Americans, as well as in breast milk and umbilical cord blood. So cool. Uh, yep. Also found in fish, sh- shellfish, yeah, everything's vegetables. in fish. Don't eat fish it's anymore. In everything, There's the soil, no good fish. the water. <laughs> Um, all the fish are plastic and PFAs now and mercury and mercury. Um, yeah. So reason. Okay. It can also, on top of all the other issues, I'm just going to read this list again, just to like, let everyone know and just cause a yeah, little read more it panic nice and slow. Okay. <clears throat> well, just to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Education is important. <laughs> Health effects of the various kinds of PFAs are debated, but a growing number of growing body of evidence has linked exposure to some of them to developmental issues, cancer, liver damage, immune system disruption, resistance to vaccines, thyroid disease, 
impaired fertility and high cholesterol. They have been dubbed possibly carcinogenic to humans by the EPA. Um, it should be likely, <laughs> not possibly. Um, a study funded by DuPont as part of a legal settlement with residents living near one of its Teflon facilities found that PFOA was probably linked to six disease outcomes, kidney cancer, testicular cancer, thyroid disease, ulcerative colitis, high cholesterol, oh. and pregnancy-induced hypertension. Numerous studies oh of PFOs and PFOA on both humans and animals have shown a wide range of possible health effects, including decreased fertility among women, decreased sperm count and penis size. Men, get on this. Yo, okay. Shout out to all white men right now. If you don't fix the environment, your penises are going to shrink. If there's anything this is the way. This that is the way will to make encourage change. men to make to pass bills and sign laws. It's that your dick's going to get smaller, dude. Yeah. Governor lower DeSantis. birth. There's also lower birth weight, cancer, and um, death is the last one. I, I really want to focus on the small dick thing because I think the yeah, society let's focus we live on in it. is only going to respond to things that um, Listen, guys, involve trucks can't get people that in much bigger. So you can't keep letting your dicks get smaller. Right. Cause we've, we're pretty much on the chart of, on the graph of how like truck size they're huge. We're at the, we're at the peak. All right. We can't, yeah. you've got the full bed, drive the bigger full, trucks, the full cabs. Like they the will lift. collapse. Yeah. Come on. And PFAs gas is only getting more expensive. Gas is getting more expensive. PFAs are going to make your trucks get smaller. <laughs> Your dick is, no, the truck will something. stay the, You can't get, if your dick gets any smaller, your truck won't get any bigger. Use your stupid fucking power and do some shit. Yeah, anyway, use that like stupid toxic masculinity power that comes with being born as white male. Use it for some good. Because if you don't. Oh, here's some info. Your penis will get small. Okay. <laughs> what's here's some info. All right, Carly. What's the info? Hmm. How can consumers limit any risks? Exposure to PFAs comes mainly from drinking contaminated water, eating food packaged in certain materials, or using products embedded with PFAs. Gotcha. We know that. Avoid yeah. nonstick cookware. Gore-Tex fabric and clothing. No. so much Gore-Tex. Are you tell kidding? Gore-Tex is like the oh, only Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish this sentence. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Gore-Tex fabric and clothing made with pre-2000, the year 2000, Scotchgard. Okay. Okay. Well, wait, that's still just Gore-Tex clothing. If they made it before the year 2000. It's Gore- Okay. From Scotch, from the company, from like made with. Gore-Tex Scotch Scotchgard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you've bought it after that, you should be okay. But even um, still, like there's still other PFAs in the Gore-Tex. Right. Which we don't know exactly <laughs> if those are good or bad. And we probably never will, but. I mean, maybe it's kind of like contaminants found in water where like in small quantities, like you're going to be fine. Like the other mm -hmm. PFAs, like we don't want lead, but we, we can do a little bit of chloride. Okay. I don't know. I wonder if the hypothesis humans are, I mean, I feel like this is all 
right? So PFAs have been around for a long time. Since the 1940s. It's not a new problem. Evolution takes a long time, but I'm wondering if like, will resist become resistant certain humans are going to be able to like adapt to this because i'm otherwise we're just all gonna die and it's fine um right i mean and, if dicks keep getting smaller what what are men good for yeah right well i we're not all gonna die white people will live on forever yeah um and just keep on harming <laughs> the other communities which is awful um because we're gonna be the only yeah people that can afford or have access to certain things anyway but um, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm wondering if if humans are just gonna like evolve. I don't know or if it's always started. But you know, like we got we got appendixes, but we don't need those anymore. Maybe we <laughs> don't need the liver that keeps getting liver disease from people. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just like, <laughs> like fuck the liver. Fuck the liver. <laughs> What if we just start to evolve without livers, you know? But, um, you know, as always, I want to remind people that, like, you kind of have to do your own research sometimes and that you can always um, ask your um, your local, like, water authority um, what's in the water. And, you know, there are EPA specified levels. If those levels are over that, then you know that maybe you need, you can buy your own home filtration system. Right. Yeah. So your local health department should have all the information. So I don't want to scare anyone, but you can find this stuff out. Um, also <laughs> says don't eat contaminated catches of fish. Like you can ask, your local fish advisor. <laughs> you can use the Seafood Watch app well, on do your you, phone. Do you think Seafood Watch does PFA? It's seafood stuff. Watch. I don't know. I don't think that the local fishermen are going to be. It's here's, you can't like look at a fish and tell. Here's some. I don't want to call it good news, but it's not bad news. Let me see. Um, I'm going to open Seafood Watch right now. Sorry. Amid, amid growing public concern, the EPA announced in February that it would begin the process of regulate of regulating PFAs in the next two years, even though the the amounts are already past anything that a regulation would fix, I guess. But maybe we don't we can stop adding more. Okay, if if these regulations were passed, though, it would not apply to other PFAs, the, the new PFAs, just the old ones. Um, some states like Washington are pushing for their own regulations. Okay. Washington has a huge fishing population. Yep. They want to protect their orcas. Yeah. They've been largely phased out of the U S under a 2006 agreement brokered by the EPA with eight major companies, including DuPont. Um, however, they're still circulating the country via imports, um, yeah, and also once it's in the water, it's just going to get everywhere. So research on the chemicals used to replace PFAs, including Gen X, which is a funny name for a chemical. Interesting. Um, that's like what made the Powerpuff Girls is limited. So they're not trying to replace. <laughs> Stupid sentence. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. Basically, this shit sucks. Um. Yeah. I just feel like we're like, we have no like autonomy over our own bodies in a weird way because we can't control this stuff. 
in so many ways. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, talk about women, but <laughs> let's not. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's save that one. But for you know another what? Time. That's the information that I have this week. Yeah. Thank you, Carly, for doing all of that important research. And You're I feel so like welcome. this one was, I was just like a little spaced out because I'm just thinking really hard about it. Yeah. Um, this, I heard this, I heard like whispers of this in the news, but I didn't actually really look into it at all. Um, right. Cause you, I mean, upon first glance, you think like, day. oh, that doesn't like necessarily affect me. I don't drink rainwater, but you, everyone right. does drink rainwater in a yeah. roundabout way. Yeah. And also sometimes I don't know if you do this also, but like the news will be like, there's toxins in this thing. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm you like, can't. I take all I know, of this on all the time. Right. It's like, I have to eat and drink and I'm going to get pizza. I'm going to go eat pizza. <laughs> yeah. And maybe I'll live 30 years shorter. <laughs> Sorry. Who mom. wants to live um, if the world's on fire? Yeah. And hot. And just to be clear, the world is already on fire for so many other people. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, anyway, I, I, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to stew on this one for a while and also bum out all of my friends and tell them about it. Well, tell them to listen to the podcast. Of course I will. Good. That's what I meant. So anyways, guys, this has been water, water everywhere. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please go follow us on Instagram at water.water everywhere and give us a (laughs) listen on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Please rate us. Uh, that means a lot and it does a lot. Thank you. I love you. Okay, everyone. Uh, thanks. Love you. Bye. Bye.